Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Earn Fun Average Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Prophet, coming to you from Wichita, Kansas. And with me, as always, I have Johnny Boland from the New Orleans Baby Cakes Memorial Museum and Podcast Communication Center. Well, Johnny, we were just talking right before we got started here. So like it's uh, just not quite a week past Halloween and it was felt like negative 100 when I took my two-year-old out <laughs> trick-or-treating and then now it's like in the 70s or 80s so it's like it needs to make up its mind and you said your allergies are bothering you so I definitely can feel that as well yeah our listeners may be thinking is he trying to like lower my octaves no I've just got a bunch of sinus junk going on <laughs> and heavily medicated so <laughs> yeah you're right the weather you're right last uh, last week from Halloween I was wearing gloves hoodie hat just trying to stay warm last uh, last week and I, I think it was in the mid 80s today here so and, and getting higher this week so sure. uh, nothing like sweating for thanksgiving right you know get <laughs> family and enjoying turkey and all the fixings and it's a uh, 93 degrees outside so right well we do have a special guest today we have george dinsmore with us how are you today george i'm doing great how about you doing well thanks for joining us we really appreciate it so george you work in baseball can you tell everybody what you do and who you work for uh, i am the mc for the lexington county blowfish baseball team i'm the guy who in between all the innings does stuff around interview people talk to people play games just sort of keep everybody busy while, while everyone warms up to get back to play the next half inning i love it well we'll talk about that a little bit here uh, more in depth in a little bit, but uh, can you tell everybody like we like to start off with what hat you're wearing today? I'm wearing my blowy cap today. It's blue cap <laughs> with the blowy logo for the team. He's right on top there. So simple but elegant. I love that. And the blowfish, you don't see. Uh, that's obviously unique. Sometimes you have animals or mascots that are pretty similar across multiple teams, but the blowfish. I mean, I don't know. You can have some probably other. Uh, teams that have some type of fish, but the blowfish, I think, is pretty unique. So I really like the the name and the logo for sure. Yeah, we got permission from Hootie and the Blowfish, who are from Columbia here, to uh, use the blowfish name. I didn't even think about that. I didn't put two and two together. Did you know that, Johnny? I did actually know that there was a Hootie and the Blowfish. Their heyday, of course, the greatest decade ever, the 90s. Well, I knew I know of the band, but I, I know Darius <laughs> Rucker, but I didn't know the connection or i guess it makes sense that you guys would have to get permission from them but yeah i knew that darius was from that area i just never even put two to two together that's really awesome though we're already learning stuff there we go <laughs> and mr Bolin, what do you have today i broke this one out guys from the Bolin museum archives i've had this hat for years it is a design from the great dan simon we're going west coast tonight Modesto Nuts tonight. Wally the Walnut, I believe, is the name of this logo. And I've had this hat for years. The uh, Modesto Nuts, uh, the champs this year, they won their they won their division. They won their championships. We got both coasts going on. We got the, both the East and the West Coast with your hats. And then myself, I'm actually right in the middle. And I kind of have a little bit of a connection with uh, Johnny and the hat he's wearing. So it's a it's a baseball hat, but tonight is or today is opening day for NCAA basketball, and Wichita State is playing right now. So I'm wearing the Wichita State. It's their baseball hat. It's all black, and then has a big front yellow panel with the what we call the flying W in black with a white outline. Um, it's the one of the hats that the the team wears. But uh, the third baseman, or maybe played second a little bit for the Modesto Nuts this year. Brock Rodden uh, played at Wichita State and was just drafted after this season and helped win the championship. So a little bit of connection with my Wichita State hat and then Johnny's hat with the Nesto nut. So uh, Wichita State Shockers, that's what I'm wearing today. Very sharp. Very sharp. 
So George, I want to take a little bit more into kind of what you do. So can you take us back prior to being with the Blowfish? Did you have any other foray into baseball or was this kind of the first time you jumped into that? Not since Little League. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was, I, I liked watching the Pirates, even though, again, after the nine, the beauty of the 90s, we sort of came the, uh, will they lose 100 games? Yes, they will, <laughs> team. So it's, it's tough being a Pirates fan for a while. I did some acting around town, so I've, I've done some movies and some TV shows and some commercials and some stage shows and stuff. But uh, actually, a guy that I had worked with, the Blowfish, he'd interviewed with them. I didn't even know they were hiring. But he interviewed with them and they offered him the job. And then he found out it was a lot of weekends. So maybe he doesn't know much about baseball either. So they asked for a recommendation and he gave him my name. And I went into the office and talked to him. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to get more information. And I guess that was the interview because suddenly I had a job with the Blowfish. So, but that was your first time. So you had never worked in baseball prior to that, though? No, I'd never worked in baseball. So what was that kind of like then that, you know, weren't sure what to you know expect or anything? It was kind of obviously probably pretty nerve wracking when you first got started. Yeah, it's just walking in. I mean, the first day I showed up, I, I didn't know what to expect. I got a script that day in, in an email and I, I sort of looked through it and I got there and, and it was opening day. So things are kind of crazy and we have an all you can eat tent. So as soon as I walked in, they're like, hey, can you go work the all you can eat tent? And you go check the wristbands. I'm like, I, uh, sure. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> it went from that and it was just because everybody's involved in everything there. So it's, it's a great organization. So we were just, but I mean, we were flying all over the place and I had, I had a little bit of a script for the first, for the first few games. There was a script that said, you know, here, say these things. And I was like, do I have to say these things exactly? They're like, oh no. I mean, some of it, cause I thought maybe the sponsors have said, I want these words. And they're like, no, just make it all your own. And after, after, couple of weeks suddenly the script went from having stuff in it to mc will handle so it's like <laughs> oh so that became my rapper name then i'm, I'm mc will handle just, they would throw stuff down it was just all right let's see what we got so that was all the more front and all the more nerve-wracking then we're just running around and figuring out how things were working and who i was because you don't even get to see the players a lot because i'm doing a lot of prep work during the innings so depending how i'm scheduled and what's going on and everything sometimes it's you know, people are like, who just hit that home run? It's like, there's a home run? I, so <laughs> let me find out for you. <laughs> I bet, though, even though you hadn't done uh, baseball prior, just your, you know, you said you did some performing and stuff. I bet that just kind of helped just because you kind of are comfortable on a on a stage, whether that's, you know, on the baseball field or up on the dugout in the stands, whatever. I bet at least doing that, that you had that background, I think it probably sure would help for sure. Yeah, I think that helped me a lot. And I think all of the improv basically <laughs> And what I'm doing now helps me the other way too. So like I wound up emceeing, I just emceed a three day play festival here in uh, Chapin. And uh, basically that was go out and talk. So I would go out and just make stuff up and throw on costumes and run around and do stuff and then, and then read an author bio and throw it to the show. And that's one of the great things about the team too, is like I showed up and then they would have a theme and I would show up in costume and they're like, um, okay, this is great. Let's do that. And then they'd start, as they had more themes, I would try, I'd have to, come up with a costume and you start coming to the game and like we were wondering what you're going to wear today so it's they let me have a lot of freedom and in, in what i do so it's i think we're both happy with that i think they've been happy with what i've come up with and and i've just been happy to experiment <laughs> i love that yeah that's wonderful to hear for those that may not be familiar can you tell everybody a little bit about the lexington county blowfish so they are what summer collegiate yeah they're summer collegiate team uh that a lot of people come and ask me what what major league team they're associated with, but they're not, you know, they're college players. 
so some of them are coming in a little late because they're already you know, finishing up things and some of them leave a little early because they've got new programs going. So, so we get some rotation through the, through the season and we don't have your standard. You know, there's no draft per se where we're out recruiting our, we, not me, <laughs> Casey Brown and our, our great coach. He's out you know, recruiting people from all over the country too. So we can only have like four people from the colleges nearby. So like we get four Gamecocks and four Clemson players. And so we're out. All over the place. We like to have some of the local kids because some of them are just fantastic. One of our all-stars this year, Kate Bachnight, was, I mean, he was a rising freshman going to, ready to go to college and, and he made the all-star team this year. So, so we got, we got a lot of, it's a great area for baseball. We've got a lot of quality players coming up through the, through the schools and, and we're happy and lucky to have a bunch of them. Yeah. And the, the league, the Coastal Plain League, I believe is the league they play in is just a, it's a really top notch league. We've talked to a couple of different teams in the league and just uh, one of the biggest and best leagues out there. So one thing I was just curious about as a on-field host or an MC. So usually we don't talk about it too much. Is there any promotions that are kind of unique or really something that you really enjoy putting on during the games? We have a mascot chase. That's just my favorite thing. We just have any of the kids that want to come. We put them out in left field, and we put Blowy, our mascot, out in the center field, and we tell the kids go go catch him. He gets a head start on him, but the, you know some of those kids are fast. But it's it's fun because I always describe it because they they open the gates and and there's just a hundred or two hundred kids that burst through there. So there's, <laughs> the way I usually explain it, it's like it's a, a bag of skittles like just exploding onto the field. There's just <laughs> all these colors and they're just shooting down, chasing, and the kids are chasing. And I my job's you know. I catch some of those little stragglers or pick up the flip-flops that they lose along the way or whatever. I do a lot of stuff with kids and the the kids are just, they're so much fun and, and they get to know me. And and uh, it's, it's funny because we have, I have a video one day of, of we're going along and a kid asked me for my autograph. So I was like, I'm signing a baseball. This is crazy. And then some <laughs> other kids came up and then, then I'm signing baseballs and bats. So I was like, what? What's happening right now? It's like suddenly I'm I'm a celebrity too. It's kind of it's it's a whole lot of fun. We just I play hide and seek with little kids in the stands. It's, I mean, my job is is to play with people, which is basically so I'm I'm playing with adults. I you now sit next to people and tell them that you know, they've been accused of stealing plays, so I need to confiscate their phone. And just, <laughs> I ordered a pizza. Is it okay if I have it delivered here? Okay, if you'll just pay for it, I'll be right back after going on the field. Whatever I can come up with, and they seem to appreciate it. So I have fun with them, and they have fun with me, and we have a lot of fun together. Yeah, I bet that's a wonderful part of getting to do it. It's just all that interaction you get to have with the fans, you know, the older fans, but also all the kids as well. George, I looked, I've enjoyed looking at your website, and wanted to ask you a couple questions about your acting career. Who would you say your like acting role model? Ooh, acting role model. I don't know. I like this. May be weird. I think Bruce Campbell is one of my favorite actors. I don't know Bruce Campbell from like the Evil Dead series and Army of Darkness and. He's just kind of a, a wacky kind of guy who goes out and, and does things a little different from everybody else. And I, I, th- I like to think that I do stuff just a little different than that. Anyway, here's the way it seems like it would be done. I'm going to take a slightly different path. I think he's the guy that I, I just enjoy watching him in anything. So I, I, I don't quite emulate that, but, uh, but he gives me the courage or the, the idea to, to take a different path. I wanted to ask you, and this is a new type of question I've never asked. If you had a time machine, it could be, it's a two-part question. It could go back in time. What classic sitcom would you like to have been on? 
And what classic TV drama would you like to have been a part of from any era of television? Good grief. You're throwing the hard <laughs> stuff at me. I thought we'd get some softballs, but we're playing hardball today. What can I think of? Okay, here's some weird stuff. I like some weird TV shows. I'd like to be in classify as a comedy. Remember Xena Warrior Princess? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'd be it'd just be so much fun to be in that show. Just because <laughs> it's not a drama, but you know, they, they have some some fun stuff in it. But it, And it's not quite a comedy, but it's I basically consider it a comedy. I, it's such a like campy good time sort of show it's, I, that'd be fun and plus all the you know the swords and i got lightsabers back here and stuff so i like that sort of <laughs> stuff anyway so that's my comedy you know it's drama huh a show that i've really liked recently i guess it's not too far back with the time machine it's a show called atypical you guys seen that it's on netflix it's about an autistic kid but i mean it hits so, i mean obviously i wouldn't play that but he's i mean that that show just all the different characters and i mean they really hit all feels in it so i just enjoy that show i mean it, it makes you just feel so many things and i think i think that's you know, a sign of a good show those great answers yeah my wife says i watch old man tv i'm yeah. not a shane george i love matlock okay, okay. i like matlock <laughs> i'm not sure i've ever seen an episode of matlock that was the lawyer show Ooh. Uh, it'd be 80s into the 90s with Andy Griffith. Played Andy Griffith's good. I like Andy Griffith. And my wife makes fun of me because I like Matlock. She said, that's old man TV. And I said, I am an old man. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, can, I watched a lot of Get Smart and uh, Hogan's Heroes when I was a kid. I watched all, I mean, they were all before me, but I mean, I, I watched those anytime they come on. And the campy Battlestar Galactic, I like that one too. I guess oh, I yeah. like camp. Did you ever, uh, did you watch V back in the day? I loved V. Oh, yeah. I watched V. I watched V, too. I watched the TV series. I, I thought the remake was pretty good. That's been several years since it was out. It was on ABC. Yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't seem to connect the way the others did. I guess they went they went a more serious route with it. And I, I think that's the thing now. That everything's like, we must make everything dark and gritty. We, I, we don't really. I mean, some things, sure, some things really should be, or some things aren't and need and should have been, but I think camp still sells. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I also saw on your resume that you played Jesus in a church production. What was that experience like? I've never asked anyone that's in a church production, what was it like playing that role? It's daunting first. <laughs> first to do that. And this, and the, the interesting thing to me was that I played Peter the year before. It's not my church. It was a church, a Presbyterian church that I, we did the thing there. And, and they, I found out then that they don't, they don't allow, maybe it's just that division of Presbyterianism or something, but they don't allow Jesus to be seen on stage. They don't have pictures of him up on the walls or anything. Hmm. So they couldn't do that. So the next year they said, we're thinking Jesus. And I said, I thought you weren't allowed to do that. And they said, okay, well, just go with us for a second. It's like, all right. It's like, you will never be allowed to show your face. So you, you'll have to go do it, you know, you know, do it without anyone ever actually seeing your face. So that I guess that was the loophole they managed to work. So then it became, I have to portray Jesus. I mean, this, you do a lot of acting here. So now you're doing a lot of acting, a lot of acting. So it's like, now you have to, it just became all the more interesting then. I mean, any, anytime you're going to play you know, something like that, it's, I mean, you don't just go, Hey, let's go be Jesus. I mean, that's, that's a serious role. I mean, that's, I don't, you don't get campy there. So, right, right. So, yeah. So it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun and it was just super interesting to do. And, and I would maybe love to do it again, but, but it was, you know, from the back was a whole different form of just be Jesus that you can't see. And I thought it was an interesting process for me. Have you ever seen the movie Resurrection of Gavin Stone? I think, I think I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen it. It's got, it's one of those movies that's got people in like you've seen in other stuff, like the dad from the middle. 
plays the father in it. That professional wrestler, Shawn Michaels, is in it. But it's about a Hollywood kind of bad boy that gets in trouble with the law. And his community service is to go back to his home. And he starts as a like a custodian at his church. And they're doing a big production. And so he's using his community service time and takes the role of playing Jesus in this church production. It's got D.B. Sweeney plays the pastor. Mm-hmm. It's a really... It's on. It, I believe it's still on Netflix. I, I watched it a couple of years ago, but it's a it's a really inspiring movie. And like that. some people that you you you've seen uh, in it, uh, I had a horrific experience, uh, George, twenty two years ago uh, at a church production. I've been wearing glasses, George, since I was nine. I'm fifty one, and we had a we had a, a production, and our daughter was literally a couple months old. So they thought it would be a cute idea that me and my wife played Joseph and Mary and our daughter would be baby Jesus. Okay. I'm blind without these glasses. So the lady that was directing this church production said, Oh, you can't wear your glasses on stage. And I'm like, I'm blind. I can't. And she said, well, they didn't wear glasses in the Bible. And I said, well, they also didn't have uh fat guys from Alabama in the Bible. either." So I'm trying to play no line, but we were to come out and my wife was going to hold our daughter and to be this ooh and all having a, a real baby in that role. We're going to play Mary and Joseph. Right. Hold the baby up. And so we, it was a two-night deal. First night, I'm out there without my glass. And those lights are in my eyes, George, as you you, you well know from, from what yeah. you do about how different. I mean, those lights are on me. And I'm kicking over plants. Like, I'm destroying the nativity, okay? <laughs> the nativity scene. I'm kicking things over because I'm blinded. I'm kidding. Like I said, I'm destroying things and people are laughing. It's kind of a serious moment. Okay. You know, it's the beginning of it. And so my wife holds up our daughter and everything. And like I said, people were oohing and on and everything. And so thankfully it was only a quick scene. And so when it was over, then they put me in as a disciple at the last supper, an unnamed, no lines disciple. So after we were done that first night, the lady that was our director came up to me and goes, tomorrow night, wear the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't kick anything over at the nativity scene. So, uh, so yeah, that was uh, my last uh, church production. And, and what a memorable one. I was so embarrassed that I just was destroying the nativity scene that they had delicately put together for that pivotal moment. But yeah, when I saw that in your resume, I thought, wow, that had to be fascinating. And like you said, a challenge to play that role. Yeah, you don't just go willy-nilly. You go, hey, you want to play Jesus? Let's do it. I mean, it's like, can I, hang on, let me, I've challenged myself to, to never say no. And now I've learned I have to say no sometimes because <laughs> I just, time gets everything covered up. But, uh, but that's one of the things where, I mean, you don't just jump in. You have to, let me think about this, pray on this a little bit. And then, okay, let's, I feel comfortable now. Let's, let's do it. Well, George, I know it's a uh, kind of a wild card whenever uh, Johnny hops in here with what uh, challenging <laughs> questions he may ask. So it seems. <laughs> <laughs> so let me see if I can come up with some additional questions that top Johnny's. No, I'm just kidding. So here comes the cotton balls. Are ready? <laughs> for those that uh, haven't been, or maybe those that have been out to see the blowfish before, can you just tell us a little bit uh, about the stadium, kind of the name, and tell us a little bit what to expect if you ever get out to the stadium itself? The name is is very complex. It's the Lexington County baseball stadium so, so it's a, a very simple name we don't have like a big sponsor name on or anything i mean we we call it the, the, the fish bowl down inside down in the bowl but uh i don't remember off the off hand what the what the measurements are but every measurement is is something specifically related related to another ball field i mean out 
the distance to left field, the distance to center field, the distance to right field is is an homage to you know, some of the the major league fields. When you walk in, you drive up, and it looks like it's going to be kind of a little community field or something. And it, but you walk inside, and it's I mean it it, it used to be an old high school football stadium, and the, the football team moved on. And Bill and Vicky Shanahan are the the co owners of the team. They 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 were in Columbia. And they moved from Columbia over to Lexington, and that's when the Fireflies went in over there. But uh, they spent—I mean, remember—several million dollars, you know, building the stadium. And it's—and it's not—it's not one of these multi-tiered, you know, giant masses. But it's—I mean, it just has a a hometown ball kind of feel. It's—it gives you a real nostalgic feel when you go in. I mean, everything's—we're not going. It's not doesn't look like it's from the fifties or something. But it's—I mean, it's got it. I mean, you go in and you go, "This is—I mean, this is American baseball right here." So it's got a, a great feeling. Good, you know, right down the right hand side, your first third base, first baseline. You've got you know all the concessions and everything down there. And then we have the behind us. We have the the booth where we got Christopher Thompson up there, you know, calling the game and stuff. And our broadcaster up there. So he was the broadcaster of the year in the Coastal Plain League this past. Year. Awesome. Um, but he's up in the up in the. It's a covered section up there. We, you know, we've got the fans and everything up there with the host families and different people sit. And then, and we have all the seats down on the bowl, and then, and then way down third base, we have you know, the the old fashioned sort of the leftover high school big metal bleachers. So it's it's got a little bit of everything in it, and it's it's just a a great stadium. When I when I first pulled up, I was like, hmm, because of course I hadn't I hadn't been to a game there. You walk in, and you, and you just and a lot of people come in and they go, I didn't know what to expect. And this this is a really great field. So just a lot of people. Un, I never say, hey, what do you think of the field? But people come right up to me and go, this is this is a great field. Yeah, I'm always fascinated by the different fields that are out there. And I haven't been there yet, but our friend uh, Donnie Wise, he's like I said, he goes to quite a few of the games. So I'm going to hopefully get out there to see Donnie sometime and go to a game. So I was just curious. But George, one of the segments we do is the profit and loss. And the profit's something you've gained or earned, whether that's, you know, by getting to work in baseball or um, the performing you get to do, any profit or gain you can think of. I think the biggest profit for me is is just being a part of this organization. I mean, they're so community based. Bill and Vicky Shanahan, they're they're all about the community. I mean it's it's not the Lexington base. It's the Lexington County Blowfish baseball team. There's always something going on. There's something in the community happening at the stadium, uh fundraiser for something in the community. He really connects people so that they can make their connections throughout the community. Don't feel me wrong. He wants to win. He wants to win a lot. But you know, we can have. We've had some some tough losses. Uh, my first season, we we lost by two touchdowns at a field goal one game. And it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was it was a tough. It's a tough game. But he's always out, and he, he'll come out, and and he's. I mean, he's disappointed in the score, but you know, you'll see a little kid, two little kids throwing the baseball, or one throwing with one of the players. They'll come out and throw it, and he, I mean, he just stops and he smiles, and he's, he's like, you know, this, this is what it's all about. He's, he's so much. I mean, it's a baseball team; you want to win, but he's, but it's community to him. And then the championship this past season was just fantastic, cherry on top. Yeah, just everything they do is is community based and 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 you just you just feel that. I mean everybody knows that. And he's a and he's got this he has this dry sense of people say I have a dry sense of humor. His is like desert dry, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. But but I spend a lot of time he'll come up and he'll say something to me and there's just that moment of is he kidding? So <laughs> so I just always assume he's kidding now and I will joke back. And if if he's not, he'll let me know. But yeah, I just I just enjoy working for the team so much. It's I mean no matter what my day's like when I say, oh I've got a game tonight, whatever's happening, I go, I got a game tonight. I'll come home every night and it's like, okay, whoever, whoever's around, it's like, okay, I have the adrenaline high from being there. And I just want to talk about all the, all the fun things that have happened or the funny things that have happened or the exciting thing. It's just, I just have a high every time I, 
every time I work at the ballpark. That's wonderful. I appreciate you sharing that. And then on the flip side, you know, talked about the Pittsburgh Pirates or uh, anything, any loss you can think of? The only tough thing about working with baseball is it's there's summer league. So my daughter and my son-in-law are teachers, my mom's teacher. my So they all have summers off. So everyone's like, okay, summer vacations. It's like, no, not really. So uh, we're, uh, we're now the masters of like long weekend vacations. So we'll go take long weekend vacations during, during the school year and stuff. I mean, I'm sure I could get away for vacations and stuff. And I've, and I've, I've, I've had to take time off for different things. And it's, it's a, everybody covers for everybody always. And I, I, it's not like I say, Oh, darn, I'm missing. Cause I, I want to be there. Yeah. So, so it's not really a loss. It just makes, just makes vacation time a little different for us. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. My wife's a, a kindergarten teacher. And so I can take vacation pretty much whenever, but she only has it in the summer and then maybe like spring break or you know, over around Christmas time. So I definitely understand that. But George, it's been an absolute blast having you on. We really enjoyed getting to learn about you and getting to learn about the Blowfish. Can you share with everybody your website and then uh, where they can find you on social media? Uh, sure. My website is just my name, georgedinsmore.com. It's a D-I-N-S-M-O-R-E. Pretty much everywhere. It's just at Geoscoden, G-E-O-S-C-O-D-I-N. It's Instagram, Facebook. I think YouTube, I'm actually George Dinsmore, but well, make sure you guys go out there and check them out on social media. Make sure you check out the Blowfish on social media. And then if you get a chance to go out to a game in South Carolina, make sure you check out their uh, game next summer or whenever you can make it out there. And also make sure make I come sure, up say hi. Too, yeah, don't, don't be a stranger to George for sure. Hopefully, <laughs> like I said, I'll get a chance to go out there and get a chance to run into you. But make sure you guys follow us as well. We're Earn Fun Average. Average is AVG. We're both in Instagram and Twitter. And one more time, George, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. Sure thing. In America, lower your standards. Average is what they do best. This podcast is part of the Curved Brand Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brand Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at patlarson one I hope you guys enjoy. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. This is Patrick. And Corey. Oh, BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. 
Learn more about Curve Brim Media at curvebrimmedia.com. <laughs>